And welcome back to a fresh episode of the Business Growth Show. I'm your host, Sam Dunning, co-owner over at webchoiceuk.com. And if you haven't yet, check out our weekly email where I'm sharing actionable web and marketing tips, useful podcasts, free guides, bonus resources, and much, much more each and every Monday. So you can start your week off with a bang. Sign up over at businessgrowth.email. With that, my guest today is Nick Bennett. Nick's the Director of Evangelism and Customer Marketing over at Alice, and he's also the Rep Your Brand podcast host. Nick, welcome to the show, mate. How are you doing? Great. Thank you so much for having me. No worries, dude. So looking forward to this. This is a fresh topic for the show. We're going to be talking all about how companies can use gifting to drive sales pipeline. So with that, sir, is gifting just a fad? Like to, to me, it sounds a bit unusual. I've not done a lot of it, so I might be a bit of a gifting noob. But is it a fad when it comes to B2B sales and generating pipeline? I don't, I don't think it's a fad. I think it's it's figuring out the right way to use it. I think it's all about realizing that gifting is not a silver bullet. But if you realize it as part of your larger pipeline strategy, it actually makes a huge difference. It's all about connecting to people on the other end. Everyone knows what you do in your nine to five, whether you're a marketer, salesperson, an owner, entrepreneur, whatever. But what are you passionate about in your five to nine when you're not working? That's when you connect to people on a deeper level. That's when you utilize gifting within that strategy. And that's when you drive actual revenue. Mm, Okay, interesting. So in terms of actually sending gifts, is this something that all B2B companies should be considering or is it something that's very specialized for perhaps companies that offer real big ticket, slow sales cycle products? Or what, what are some of our initial considerations that companies need to think about? Yeah, I think I don't, you know, I don't think there's really a cutoff. I think it's determining what you're looking to get out of a gifting strategy. Are you looking mm. to drive strictly pipeline? Um, are you looking to drive people to events? Are you looking to do kind of like wake the dead campaigns for lost ops that you are trying to re-engage? Are you trying to use it for customers, for celebrations, for churn prevention? Um, there's literally so many different moments that you can use di- gifting across the buyer's journey and people focus only on one or two. But right. to make it a truly successful strategy, it's really incorporating all of these pieces together or a majority of the pieces together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really want to dive into some of those topics because that could be interesting in terms of different different sales. Because I think myself, when I think of gifts, I kind of think of the classic, oh, you've it's it's Christmas time, let's send you a let's send you a present. Oh, it's your birthday, let's send you a present. Just just the usual cliches, rather than like you said then, whether it's like you've not heard from someone in a while, or perhaps you're trying trying to break into a new account that you've been prospecting. So those kind of unusual lesser known strategies for gifting i think would be really interesting nick if you could perhaps share some with us and yeah, how absolutely. they've worked yeah absolutely so I'll, I'll give you a perfect example i don't know if you can kind of see this it's basically a uh, a patent of a baseball and so this was actually a gift that i was gifted i spoke at alice's conference back in 2020 it was a virtual conference and so nina butler who was running the conference at the time who i now work with uh, she knew that I loved baseball, that I'm super passionate about it. And so she went out of her way and sent me this personalized gift with a really incredible note to go along with it. 
And now look at it. It's at the center of my room. Like literally every meeting, everything that I'm on, it's it's right there. And I think that's when you connect to the person on a deeper level versus just sending someone another Yeti mug or another cup that they're probably going to throw in the trash. You want to cut down on the waste that's being spent. So focus on things that people actually want. And that's one of the things that we've always focused on. We have AI and human-driven research that actually will go out and kind of figure out what is that perfect gift for someone. And then it's just, you know, executing on that on the back end. Yeah. So from what you've shared there, I mean, does it take quite a lot of research, Nick? So in in that case, that sounds like quite a really personalized gift. So this person looked into what, what kind of sports you like and then got something that was really, really thoughtful, it sounds like. So does it always need that much I guess, research on the person and understanding what they care about. It, it doesn't always require that much research, but honestly, I could tell you the whole process to research someone on our platform takes about really two to three minutes to, to, to get everything set up, click the button, it goes to our team and you get it back within you know 30 minutes to an hour. And then it's up to you to either personalize a video to go along with it or personalize the message, but you'll get three gifts that are given back to you. And then you can kind of either pick one of those three gifts, or you can go pick another one of our 8,000 or 9,000 gifts that we have in our marketplace um, and send a personalized note with it. And some people, honestly, they just say like, all right, I'm going to send a gift card. Gift cards are always nice, but I feel like that's, that's something that, you know, I don't want to say it's cheap it out, but like, why not send something that is powerful in a beauty of what we do is called the power of choice. So say I don't like this baseball patent, I can actually yep. exchange it or I can donate to a charity of choice. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. So you've talked about, so in that case, was this someone that wanted to set up a meeting with you, Nick? That no, it was, that, it, was, it, was, it was really just a thank you for speaking at the conference. Oh, it's a thank you. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Yep. And perhaps we can talk about some other angles of the sales cycle. So if someone perhaps wants to, get a meeting with a prospect? Is there any best practices that you recommend for, for that approach to sending a gift? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's really making it personal. Like and I say personal as far as like the message or the video that's going along with it. I feel like anytime you can include video, whether you're prospecting, even if you're not sending a gift, video goes a long way when you're trying to break into new accounts because it shows people your authentic side. It shows people that like, hey, I'm not just mass blasting this out to 5,000 people right now. I took time, whether it's 30 seconds, 60 seconds, to send you a personalized video. I know the things that you're passionate about. I know the pain points that you're looking to solve. By the way, I thought this gift would be perfect for you because of X, Y, Z. You add that into your video, and I, I, I this is actually proven, like the conversion rate actually skyrockets at that point. Right. How how does that work? So you, you send a video once the you know the gift's been landed with the customer. Or the so prospect. it's yeah. So it's actually so what will happen is when you pick the gift that you want, we actually integrate with Vidyard or um, any you can embed any video link into the Alice platform, and so you could actually record your video. So when I say send you a gift, Sam, you, <coughs> you'll get the gift and you'll basically see a video from me. You'll click to play the video. And then you'll see the gift on the right-hand side. And then you can either accept it, enter your address, or you can exchange it or donate to a charity of your choice. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's interesting. And in terms of, have you seen any best practices, Nick? Perhaps your sales team have used this 
in terms yeah. of once you actually se- send that gift and you've added a customized message, what should happen next? I mean, should the sales rep pick up the phone and give them a dial and say, what did you think of the gift? Can we book a meeting or are there any etiquettes or best next steps? Yeah, so we actually have built into the platform, you can actually require a, a meeting being booked to get the gift. So say I send you a gift, to actually accept the gift, you'll have to book a meeting on my calendar. My calendar would pop up in there. You pick time, you then go through and accept the gift, exchange or donate. So that's one way to know. But the salesperson or the SDR or BDR is actually getting email notifications throughout this whole process. So when someone views a gift, when someone accepts a gift, when they donate or exchange it, when they write a thank you note at the end of the process, that all goes back to the original sender. And we capture all that information uh, in Salesforce and it's in Marketo. So like we're seeing all of this information so we can go back and say, all right, I sent Sam six gifts over the last two years. He accepted three of them. Um, here's you know what they were. Here's what we were looking to get out of it. Here's the campaigns that it was you know directly being attributed to. And so you could see like, hey, are we moving the needle with Sam? Are we sending too many gifts? Are we not hitting the mark with the gifts that are maybe more personalized for him? Um, and so you can see all these trends and directly you know, take the ROI out of it to see, are you actually moving the needle? Gotcha, gotcha. And for companies that perhaps aren't ready to invest in a platform like your own or others out that are out there, are there any other ways that they can still do these similar kind of techniques and perhaps send their own messages or... Yeah, I mean, I, I think you could definitely, I think you can really replicate it in a lot of cases on a smaller scale with even like Amazon, things like that, because you could still send a note to go along with it. Sure. Um, or you could just buy directly from these vendors yourself. It's just, it's the extra process of going through and doing the research, figuring out what they're liking, going through buying it yourself. It's not like a one-stop shop, but you could still do that, go out. But when you start to scale that to sending, you know, thousands of gifts, it becomes a lot more difficult. Uh, And then that's the point when I think, you know, it makes sense for a platform to come into play. Chili Piper's form concierge was built specifically for marketers. Double inbound conversions and qualified meetings. Keep your best prospects red hot by eliminating the waiting period after they raise their hand for a demo. Let website visitors self-qualify and book a meeting with the right rep instantly. Never let another inbound lead fall through the cracks. Stop chasing inbound leads. Start booking meetings. Book your free personalized demo today at chilipiper.com. That's C-H-I-L-I-P-I-P-E-R.com. Charles runs a software company. He gets a decent amount of leads through his website, through paid ads, but when it comes to the organic, non-paid listings on Google, his competitors are stealing his visibility, traffic, and customers, all because they rank higher than him on organic search with SEO, search engine optimization. He set up a call with WebChoice. They took the time to understand his business, goals, and plans, and crafted a long-term strategy to rank higher on Google. After a few months of working with WebChoice, Charles was above the competition and enjoying more organic leads than ever and was even able to reduce his ad spend from the uptick in organic inbound leads. Want to enjoy more inbound sales leads with SEO? Book a free consultation today 
at webchoiceuk.com. That's webchoiceuk.com. Cool. Okay. So we've talked about prospecting into accounts. What about, I think you mentioned earlier in the, the chat, Nick, reactivating old leads mm. or perhaps prospects yeah, it, in your pipeline that have gone cold. Yeah, it's it's actually a big use case for that. So like when you have like lost uh, lost lead re-engagement, so you're trying to, maybe your product wasn't in a good enough spot for that specific account or that opportunity that you had, but now you added some features. So you're going through and you're just re-engaging those people. And it's really a way to regain the attention of your key buyers or get your foot in the door to restart that sales conversation. So that's one way. Um, and the same thing for like the lost op engagement. It's all about trying to remind them of the relationship that you built prior, but understanding how they would be treated as a customer of yours for the extra mile that you're going through to work with them. Um, so those are kind of those two pieces, but you've also got the mid deal accelerator, which I would say in a lot of cases goes unnoticed, um, for sales teams, you know, you use maybe gifting to book the meeting from a prospecting perspective. You're, you know, going through the sales cycle, you know, when you're halfway through or maybe three quarters of the way through, why aren't you using gifting as a way to accelerate those opportunities? Whether it's, you know, inviting them to an event, following up with a specific gift post event, like there's so many other ways you can do it that you're staying yep. top of mind. So it's not just another email that you're sending. That's interesting. So any examples, Nick, perhaps for companies that are tuning in, feel free to use ones that have used for you or clients or prospects where they've perhaps had a deal that start to slow down or perhaps it's got a bit stuck and they want to speed up. So any ideas on how we can send gifts and how that actually works to speed up sales cycles? Yeah, absolutely. So I have a good example of this. So it's something I'm doing currently where I've created these swag boxes that we're using for mid-deal accelerators. And so when someone hits a stage three for us, which is kind of like halfway through the, the, the sales process, um, I'm working with our, our AE and our sales leadership team to find you know, the champion within those accounts. And we're sending these really highly personalized swag boxes. And in the swag box, it's a really nice note from our CEO with a QR code. Um, and a few other items. And then that QR code will actually take you to a website that we've built that will talk through people through, you know, the Alice experience. What does direct mail plus gifting? Because they're two separate things. Direct mail, I think of physical, whereas gifting, I think of digital. Um, how do those two things come together to provide an amplification strategy for your prospects time uh, that they're looking to achieve? Got it. Got it. Interesting. So why do you think, I guess getting more into the psychological side of things, why do you think that gifting is effective? Is is there is there any main reasons behind it? Because I can say for one, I've got, got a gift from the sponsor of the show, Chili Piper, a while ago. And I can tell you, it doesn't happen much for me. So I'd be interested to know your thoughts in more of the psychological side of things, why you think it works. I, ju I just think it it makes people feel like feel a certain way it gets people to feel like you're creating special moments for them and and i'll give you a good example of that and this isn't something that we did but chili piper sent me a case um within the case there was a personalized bottle of champagne 
with my name on it. Um, and one of those like machete type things that you like take the top off of the champagne bottle and a nice. few other items. And so like, that was a highly personalized item that like they went out of their way to create. And like that made me feel really good as someone that's not even, you know, I'm personally a customer of theirs, but Alice is not a customer of theirs. And so when I think of a platform and product that like I want to go with, like it would probably be them because of all the things that they're doing to make me feel more human at the end of the day, you know, they're empathetic to everything that's going on and they're always there to help support. Um, and I feel like more companies should focus on that versus just sending gifts to book meetings because you're still losing that personal connection if you're not digging deeper. Yeah, to me, it definitely feels like you break through the noise just because yep. as as a company co-owner, it's just so rare that companies will actually send you something of of interest, of use, or if you do, it's something real cheap like we're talking about at the start, like a mouse yep. mat or a cup or a mug or something quite basic so if you can get one step further i think it definitely like we're saying makes people feel something so with that said how does gifting do you feel nick compare or stack up when it comes to tradition more traditional go-to-market strategies i.e cold calling we know cold calling um still works well i certainly do i used to do it before we went fully inbound um likewise cold email how does it stack up against some of these more well-known traditional strategies to get meetings on the calendar? Yeah, it, you know, it's a really good point. And so I think that you have to step back. When you think of gifting, gifting can be considered a, a nice to have in a lot of cases. However, you know, with budgets being cut, it's not always a must have. It's not like you're implementing Salesforce or Marketo where it's like, that's a must have to my business. But when you step back and kind of think about it, Outbound marketing, unless you have so much inbound that you don't need outbound, but I don't think there's really that many companies that can say that, but sure. you will always need outbound marketing. Now, how do you take gifting and put it into your outbound marketing strategy and show people that, hey, cold calling is still important. Cold emailing is still important. Inviting people to events is still important. Using gifting as part of your outbound marketing strategy is still important. When you tie all those things together and you present it in one way is like, hey, this is amplification and surround sound to the entire outbound marketing strategy. It really is a huge difference in the way that you think of it versus just gifting by itself. Yeah. Okay. And with that said, are there any ways or best practices you've seen, Nick, of how people have utilized it in organizations where they're doing cold calling, perhaps they use it halfway along the way, or likewise, if companies doing cold email, if it fits into some kind of sequence. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good point. So, you know, we always recommend don't use gifting as the first step in any sequence. It's just people, you could turn off a lot of people. For us, we actually use it around step seven uh, within the, the, the cadences that we have set up. So, some of them is step four or five, and recently a few of them have been step seven because you're getting to add value early on in that conversation, whether it's the calling, whether it's the email. Throughout that, you're learning more and more uh, about the prospect, about the account. You're working with the AEs, marketing's being involved, especially if it's target accounts and you're doing a account-based marketing strategy. Um, then you can really tailor that gift if you still haven't heard from people to hopefully get through and get your foot in the door. But yeah, I would say definitely 
not early on in that initial uh, cadence. And should, is there any best practices when it comes to actually sending out gifts? Because I suppose it just depends on when your where your organization or company is yeah. on how much you can actually fork out or spend or invest in these gifts. And I suppose if it's a massive account, account massive company you're looking to, up, to go after, you can probably invest a fair bit. Where if it's a smaller organization, perhaps you want to be a bit careful. So are there any considerations on that front, Nick? Yeah, I think it's it's really just kind of like what you mentioned. It's figuring out the budget that you're looking to spend. And it could be on a campaign by campaign basis. So say you're going after like your tier one accounts, like these are the must win accounts for the first half of the year. You're going to invest more from a budget perspective into those. So maybe you're sending out $100 gifts versus $25 gifts, but you set all the budget parameters so that the sales team, the SDR, BDRs, or even marketing, they don't have to worry about it. They know for this campaign, it's a $25 budget. And so they have all of the parameters and gifts that fall under that, that bucket. As you scale up, you can see all of that. And you can see what's the open rate, what's the conversion rate, are we booking meetings from it? Are we driving conversations or engagement? You can see all of these things and you can tell which campaigns are performing better than than others. And we actually have a few customers that are sending like $500 gifts, like a way to get into C levels. Um in certain industries, that is very, very hard. Is there, this is going to be a tough one to, to answer, but are there any stats that you've got, Nick, on companies that, let's say from an outbound perspective, that only do cold email, cold call, perhaps they do LinkedIn outreach, compared to companies that send gifts on a percentage of meeting increases that they've actually seen? Are there any tangible stats? Yeah, they, there definitely is. We have a few... Uh few customer quotes, a few case studies out there. I'm actually rebuilding a, a lot of our case studies right now to be a lot more tangible. But, you know, if you think about it, you know, cold emailing is less than 1% of like a conversion rate. And we have some people that are in that like three to 5% conversion by using gifting from it. We have a few higher ends that are closer to like 14 or 15% conversion rate. Um, so I think it really depends. One, the industry who you're going after, what's that target market look like, what types of gifts are you actually sending. Um, but I would say, you know, mostly on average, like three to 5% is good. And that's a lot better than that less than 1% that you would typically get. Sure, makes sense. So to lay out a framework or a step-by-step, are there any, for any companies that are tuning in, any marketers that are listening in, watching and thinking, oh, quite would like to to get gifts in in our process to see if we can ramp up meetings is there like a step-by-step of what you should have in place now what you should then look to do and how you can steadily break into sending gifts um to 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 prospects yeah i think it's i think it's figuring out like what is your strategy first like where could you i mean don't just set up a strategy for gifting use gifting as part of your already strategy that you have for outbound marketing. Um, and then once you have that in place, figure out, is this something that I can do myself on a smaller scale? Because some people just, they send out like maybe 10 gifts a month, maybe less than that. And it's just not worth them to spend the cost for a platform. But when you get into sending hundreds of gifts per month as a collective team, especially as you're moving up market into the enterprise, like it definitely makes sense from a time 
uh, from a time frame perspective, from a scaling perspective. And then I think it makes sense to like have those conversations and see if it fits into your strategy. And it's something in a lot of cases where it's, we typically sell into the marketers actually. So like failed right. marketers, ABM, demand gen, growth, event, like it's typically the marketers that are using their budgets. But in a lot of cases, uh, the sales team is actually the one that's utilizing it uh, on the front end and the marketing team supporting them on the back end. Although that that is starting to shift a little bit. We're seeing more and more marketers that are running the campaigns on behalf of sales. Okay. So it sounds like it's understanding how many, what you want to get out of it, where it's going to fit in with the rest of your, your marketing strategy or your outbound sales campaigns, then understanding how many prospects you actually want to send them to if a, if a platform's worth investing in at this stage or not, yep. and then going from there. Exactly. Got it. So all this said, is there any big nose, Nick? Is there any massive things that you need to avoid? Any terrible things that you should definitely not do when it comes to shipping out gifts so everyone tuning in can avoid and, and make sure they get on the right next step? I, I think it's just, you know, spamming people with stuff. It's just like, don't, don't waste the budget that you have to be able to send a gift if you know someone's going to throw that in the trash. Think about it. Like, like when I send stuff, I think to myself, is this something that I would use maybe, or would I throw this in the trash? If the answer is throw it in the trash, I usually don't send it. Um, but if it's something where I think it's purposeful, where I think there's a reasoning behind it, then I think, yeah, absolutely. You know what? I am going to go with that. And I'm going to send a personalized video or note to go along with that. Um, I think another piece is don't gift like as part of like a first touch point. It just, it turns people off. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, so wait for it. When we when we you mentioned something earlier, Nick, is there is there a, is there a piece wave or a, a moment rather in the sequence, whether that's email calls, whatever, that you found to be optimal from your experience? I think it's I think it's really in the. I would say after after you've done probably two calls, two emails, it's usually that's that's when it comes after that. Yeah, yeah, and are there any. Just to flip it on its head, I mean, mostly we've talk, been talking about outbound. Is there any inbound advantages to sending out goodies? Maybe when it comes to like mid-deal accelerators, but they're already coming inbound to you. They want to see the product, but you may you, you may still need to accelerate it. Got it. <laughs> nice one. So that said, I think we've covered the 360-degree the angle, really, of, of all things gifting. Is there anything before we wrap things up, Nick, any final considerations that everyone tuning in should, should consider before they get started? No, I think it's really just figuring out how can you make gifting as part of your outbound strategy. It's just utilizing it in a way to actually move the needle versus just sending gifts just to send them. Yeah. Makes sense. Nice one, sir. So with that said, Nick, thanks very much for coming on the show. Really appreciate you sharing your wisdom and adding value to our audience. Please do tell us more about how everyone can get in touch with you, connect with you, or learn more, sir. Absolutely. So you could definitely go to alice.com if you want to learn more about the company. Uh, if you want to submit a demo, head over to get a demo. How did you hear about us? Throw my name in there. I will make sure to personally take care of you. You could also find me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm on there probably more than I care to say, but shoot me a DM, shoot me a connection request. I look forward to connecting with you. Nice one, Nick. And we'll put all of those links over in the show notes over at businessgrowth.marketing. And with that, thanks once again for coming on the show.
thanks for having me. Cheers, man. And as always, if you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button or leave us a quick rating on your podcast channel. It's very much appreciated. And with that, we should catch you on the next one. Cheers.